What's good, my beautiful people? We are here. It's Thursday. You know what that means. Another great day here inside the Black Actors Studio. I'm your host, Danny Royce. Joining me today is amazing entrepreneur and talent manager here in L.A. You don't want to miss this one. Don't move a muscle. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Those keys. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome inside the Black Actors Studio. I have an awesome, awesome uh, um, talent manager with me today. He's not only a talent manager, but also an entrepreneur, making strides, taking names here in Hollywood. Uh, he's His talent is booking like crazy. Uh, on series regular on Power Rangers, uh, also upcoming uh, Issa Rae project and an upcoming Tyler Perry project. Can't wait to dive in more. Please, the Black Actors Studio is very proud to welcome Chris Giovanni. All right, thank you. How thank you, doing? you for having me. What a great introduction. Damn, you know, I do what I can. You know, one of the best ones I've heard. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, champion. I like this shirt. Thank you. The, is that does that mean like you're champion? Pretty much. Yeah, right? pretty much in everything I do. In everything. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Well, welcome. Uh, I just want to say congratulations. Uh, you started your music uh, branch in there. So tell us a little bit about that and, like, what made you do that? Yes. I mean, well, I've always had a strong ear for music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that it's been in the works for a good three to four years. Wow. And I always say whenever I do something, it has to be at 100%. Right, right. So after researching, getting stuff together, a few trial and error, you know, we... Finally got it together. So nice. We're going to be having a collective. Uh, one of my biggest inspirations is 1500 or Nothing. Okay. You know, they signed a bunch of seniors, producers, and such. So, right. Um, we're going to be releasing that by this fall. By this fall. That's dope. Congratulations. Thank you. And Thank uh, you. so, you know, here in the studio, I like to start from the beginning. Where were you born? L.A. Born and raised. Nice. I can't see myself anywhere else. L.A. native. Okay. In the house. That's dope. And so, how was the dynamic in your family growing up? Um, it was, you know, it was good. It had its <laughs> rocky moments, but it was always good. Okay. Um, I was very heavily influenced into the arts, so I was in acting. I got myself involved in leadership. Like, I always tried to keep myself busy. Mm-hmm. So I knew, like, when I was, like, 19, I was going to be a manager. Mm-hmm. That was just my career. I knew I was going to be behind the scenes. I already tried theater. You know, I love it. I have a passion for it, but the business is always going to be me. Yeah. Okay. So, Did you have any nicknames growing up? No. No. Wow. So just Chris, huh? Everyone called me Chris. Everyone was Korean. Okay. Yes. And so uh, in school, you said when you you always had like the knack for for entertainment for this industry. Did you see any shows growing up or uh, any movies that just really dictated there for you? Um, I was really, uh, of course, very cliche, a fresh off the fresh Prince friend, uh, and also I used to love Spike Lee movies. Oh, okay, Kirkland, uh, all of them. So nice. um, I always knew that I was going to have some part of being in the industry. Mm. Um, After experimenting, of course, being on stage and traveling and doing, you know, festivals, I realized I'm behind the scenes. Okay, what was what's your favorite Spike Lee movie? Uh, Crickland. Oh, Crickland. Okay. Crickland's my favorite. And, and what do you think uh, of Black Klansman? It was good. Yeah? It was decent. Um, <laughs> I'm a very old school Spike Lee Oh, okay. Fan, so yeah. I'm a fan of like so Crickland. School days. She's got to have it. Yeah. Um, Jungle Fever. Jungle Those Fever. Those are my favorites. So. Okay. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, what, who, kind of, who did you look up to in this industry when you were younger? Good question. Um, 
I've always loved the versatility of Will Smith. Um, yes. I think the fact that he can go from being a rapper to an actor mm. to a director. A lot of people didn't know, but he's also a, a really strong entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to always go to his studio, the Boom Boom Room in the Valley yeah. that he owned. So I always admired that because it was always something new that he was creating. Right. So I would say Will Smith totally. And, of course, from the business side of it, I've always been a fan of Benny Medina. Oh, okay. Benny Medina. Benny Medina, yeah. Is a strong manager, and to have that kind of relationship with your clients is always something I've always wanted. Right, for sure. That's dope. So, um, when did you make that step into the industry? Was it it was straight out of high school, or or when did you make that leap and like, okay, I'm going to give it all or nothing? I remember it was 19. Um, What I used to do was I was very, I was a lot of friends, I was friends with a lot of actors Mm -hmm. and models, and I knew photographers. So, when I got out of high school, I would do things like, you know, they would say, hey, I need some photographs done. And I would connect my model friends with my photographer friends, mm-hmm. make like $20, $25 here and there, you know, the little commission yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then I was like, one day I woke up, I was like, this is a business. Like, <laughs> right. I can really multiply off of this. Right. So it just, from there, 19, 20, 21, I was managing reality stars. I was doing tours for them. Uh, I was managing local talents, models, and mm-hmm. sending them on little hot topic gigs and stuff. And then it just grew. I was like, oh, my God, I'm booking this. And then it turned into 10 bookings, 20 right. bookings, and now it's a successful business. Wow. That's dope. Because it's like, it's it's all it's a lot about who you know, right? So Absolutely. 96% of it, maybe. Um, so did you ever, you know, when you were growing up, did you think that, okay, like, work, if I work hard enough, that's it? Or did you really already have that in mind where, like, I need to make connections? I've always had a strong worth ethic. And I think, you know, just from, like, my story, uh, relationships has always been important to me. Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be really vital. Um, I didn't really understand that until a couple years in the game where I started realizing, like, oh, okay, so I need to know this person. Mm -hmm. So how am I going to get to know them? I'm going to email them. I'm going to call them. Mm-hmm. And they might not answer right away, but I'm going to get in their in their ear some way. Nice. So, Persistence, yeah. Persistency, yeah. Relationships is always key. That's dope. So uh, your your family lives here, obviously, right, in L.A.? Correct. Um, are they very good supporting uh, you in the industry? Like, what, what do they say about? Um, yeah, I mean, they are very supportive. Um, you know, a lot of my clients are on major shows. Okay. And so, like, of course, I have like two. Like, your client. No, no. <laughs> I'll get that text message or uh, a lot of my, I have two clients that are on Tyler Perry's The Haves and The Have Nots. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother and my mother are huge fans of it. And so, of course, <laughs> I know what happens the rest of the show. Right. And they'll give me text messages like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I'm like, I can't say. I can't so, yeah, they're very supportive always. Nice. You know? And so there's a lot of, um, I mean, we're going to get into a lot more technical questions later on, but also just to touch on things you can and cannot say. Um, there's a lot of, you know, NDA and confidential and stuff like that. How do you um, find yourself, you know, uh, going through all that with your clients and stuff? Do you have a certain system that you work well, first I say don't mess up our check. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's number one. But when it comes to NDAs, um, a lot of projects are actually happening like that where we don't even get the side to, you know, agents and managers. They send it directly to the, the actor. Mm-hmm. So usually when that happens, I have a call with them to say, look, 
this is a major show. You know, they're going to send the size to you. Don't mm-hmm. screenshot it. Don't share it out. Like, this is a big opportunity for you. And so usually when you have that kind of foundation with your client to where you relay that information to them, there's usually no mistakes. I can't say I have one client that violated the NDA, mm. you know. Hopefully never. Hopefully never, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not under your watch, no? Not under my watch at all. <laughs> um, so what are some of the challenges that you find um, – I'm not going to talk about now. We'll get there. But, like, when you were coming up into the industry, some of the challenges when you were first starting, because there are some people out there that really want to start as as being a manager or an agent and just don't know how. Um, the, the biggest challenge that I face, of course, is um, when you start so young, mm-hmm. it's a lot to prove, mm-hmm. especially to executives and cast directors and associates that have been around for 20, 30, 40 years. Right. So, Immediately when, you know, a fresh-faced kid that's 19, 20, 21 is emailing you about business, they're like, what does he know? You know, what is he going to do for me? Right. And so it took a while to really build relationships to where they can suggest, you know, trust my suggestions Mm -hmm. on for actors, projects, and such. And so now at 27, I still kind of face that because I'm still really young. But it's a lot easier, which, you know, we touch back to relationships uh, over time, it became easier. Right. So the biggest thing that was against me, of course, was my age. And so I would used to, like, I know when I was dealing with a lot of bookings and such and touring, I would make sure, I would try to hide myself as much as possible mm. until the deal was closed. I wouldn't want them to say, okay, 19, 20, 21, like, you know. Yeah. So, so I've had experiences when I went into the room and literally everyone is, you know, 50, 55. <laughs> right, right. And I'm the youngest sitting there at 22, 23, so. But it's, it's an amazing feeling, though. It's like, it's... Like, you deserve to be there amongst them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's a blessing to know exactly what you want to do so early in life. Exactly. Most people really don't find out until, like, 30. Right. Or in the grave, you know? They still didn't find out, you know? Unfortunately. Um, So what's... (laughs) Give me a nightmare uh, scenario that that has happened to you. Do we have enough time? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Let's let's see Um, if we can condense it to... (laughs) Um, uh, just like one, one little thing that has happened that a you really learned from. Um, a nightmare, I'll give a general one mm-hmm. because, of course, as managers, we experience a lot of stuff right. on a daily basis. But I think the nightmare for me would be, or was for me, was signing a bunch of people and wanting to help everyone mm-hmm. and not being able to discern the difference between those who want to be famous and those who truly appreciate acting as an art. Uh, um, and okay. with that comes many different scenarios. You know, it's, uh, hey, why are you not at your audition? Or, hey, you booked this, you know, are you, you know, you signed off on it. Why aren't you there? Wow. So those are usually the kind of nightmares that I used to face, you know, when I was a little bit younger yeah. and didn't understand. But now as a manager, I love my experience, you know. Nice. We, we never, I, I, I would say for my staff, we never really experienced anything too bad. So. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's, I don't understand how actors do that. They, you know, they'll get something and then they just won't show up or not communicate at all. It's crazy. Right. Cancel auditions and then have the nerve the next week to say, uh, is it slow? <laughs> no, it's not slow. You just went out. You just, yeah, right? That's crazy. So, yeah, talking about that, um, 
when when there's like the slow season, you know. But some people actually never really get a slow season. It all depends on like type and what people are looking for, right? Exactly. So I mean, yeah, touch a little bit about that. As far as slow season, I mean, of course, like right now, it's getting ready to get a little slow because yeah. episodic season's coming. But there's never really a slow season because there's feature films coming out, there's indies, um, and it's stuff that you can create on your own, right. your own project. So um, I think. It's mainly how proactive the actor is. If the actor is not proactive and doing anything, of course it's going to be a slow season for them. Of course, you know? right? But you know, as I instruct all my clients to do, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to have this bit of time where you know it's not going to be a lot of pilots coming out or stuff casting, create your own project mm-hmm. at this time, right. you know, or sharpen up on your relationships right. so that way you can consistently stay busy because that cast director might have something independent that they're working on. Yeah, that's true. So Yeah, um, I had uh, Alan Maldonado on um, earlier in the season and it was just something that he said that's really stuck with me, um, you know, being the CEO of your your acting career and having your agent and your managers as teammates and all that stuff on the board. And so that just having that perspective is, is really key, just like just you know, you have to take care of your business, right? As a company. Absolutely. Um, so talking about relationships, um, how, how, what are some good tactics of like getting, creating relationships, especially those people who are like just getting into the industry? Okay. Well, I actually, that's funny that you mentioned that because I just put out an article about genuine relationships. Hey, there you go. Well, shout think, it out. Tell them where it's at. Of course. You can check <laughs> it out at com. But as far as uh, genuine relationships go, I think a lot of people think a relationship is simply saying hi to someone mm-hmm. and then immediately bombarding them with an email about what can they do for you. Mm. And it takes time to genuinely build a relationship, especially with casting and associates and such, or even just in general. Right. So I always say the biggest strategy for me when, it, when I personally network or when I'm trying to build a relationship is to get to know that person, right? Understand them, you know. Make sure that you're aligned with what they do, right? You know, and then make a suggestion from there as far as like, okay, can I approach them at this right time? Versus immediately throwing your cards all out, right? And you get nothing, right? So, okay, that's a good, that's a good tip right there. And, and I got, I want to say thank you again for joining me, okay. uh, and also thank you to yeah, AfterBuzz TV and Black Hollywood Live Ooh. for giving us this platform, making me do what I do every week. Thank you so much, guys. Um, and please give us a thumbs up and go subscribe if you haven't. Um, I got the chat open here. I'm checking out all your questions. If you have any questions for Chris, go ahead and lay it on, and I'll be checking throughout the uh, the interview. Um, so here in Hollywood, right, what are the different markets that you cover? So, of course, L.A. is uh, my bread and butter. Yeah. You know, all the series regulars and guest stars and recurrings are here. Um, New York, of course, is my second. I have another office there, and I also have clients in New York. Mm-hmm. So that's my Broadway, light theater, I mean, light television and mm-hmm. film. And then um, I started dabbling with the U.K. I did mm-hmm. a uh, contract with a casting service there. Um, and so we're we're trialing out three to four UK actors to mm-hmm. see how well that does. Okay. It's usually what I do. Like before I expand, I just want to see right know, throw a Test few dollars the over there and see what it does. <laughs> right. And then Atlanta, of course, would be my next stop because everyone's in Atlanta. Right. And I do want to talk about Atlanta too because uh, you know obviously they're saying that's you know that <laughs> the new the Black Hollywood and the New Hollywood. Um, 
you see a lot of obviously productions going over there and filming it's cheaper and stuff like that um how do you feel about the the shows that are popping out and the talent that are coming um well of course all of uh my clients usually film there thank you tyler perry (laughs) Um, (laughs) there you go yeah i think there it's not only a great tax incentive there but it's also um it's beneficial it's not as expensive yeah and it's great for those who are even you know may not have a strong budget they can mm-hmm. start there and create you know something great right so i you know i'm all for i love the content that, that films and shoots in atlanta um and I, like i said i'm a big fan of clients or actors who may not have that budget to go ahead and you know film it out in Atlanta and see right. what happens. Right, for sure. And then so the the abortion ban is pretty big down there. So I definitely, <laughs> um, you know, and so a lot of people are saying if that passes, then they're pulling out. Yeah, I saw something about Disney this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are, you, what are your thoughts about that? Unfortunate, you know, uh, I believe that, uh, you know, without going too much into it, I believe a woman has the right to choose what she do mm-hmm. with her body. Mm-hmm. So, um, if they do that, I think that would be a strong sign to them. Right. Yeah, yeah it's it's it, it's interesting just to from a like a production standpoint, you know, and the people who are strongly against it, how much business you'll be losing, or how much how much relationships you you know, It'll it's just crazy. Especially Disney. I'm like, right. <laughs> right. I'm like, it's Black crazy. Panther was filmed there. Black Panther. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Avengers. That's in Avengers too, yeah. That's so so true. Um, what are some of the uh, the movies out right now that you that kind of that are on your your vision? Have you been to the theaters in a while? <laughs> yeah, I actually went a couple of days ago. I went to go see John Wick three. Oh, okay. How? Uh, <laughs> I have never seen so much killing in my life. I thought because I you know I haven't seen the first two. Oh, really? So okay. I went with a, a friend has a suggestion. And I was like, okay, we'll go check this out. I'm thinking, like, it's just going to be one of those, like, regular, you know, kind of slow movies. Yeah, yeah. From the beginning, just... <laughs> I left out. I was like, oh, my God. I was oh, wow. so sick. <laughs> That's what... I, I actually liked it, though. It was really yeah, good. John Wick. Sick. And I want to see Ma. Ma, yes. I want to see Ma, too. Yeah. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah. Other than that, that. Uh, I would go see Avengers, but I can't sit in no theater for no three <laughs> Mm-mm. I'll catch it when it comes out. On I TV. did see Aladdin, and that was that was, was like almost two hours. Yeah, over two hours long. It was good. It was really good. I I mean, childhood like it just brought me back. And Will did Will did amazing as always. I gotta see. It. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Um, so I I want to get one uh, question off here. So uh, they ask. So for someone who moved into LA, I'm just trying to try to make it make sense because it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird how they wrote it. Um, someone who moved in LA, what is your advice of how to get started? Um, for someone that just moved to LA, yeah. um, I think the first thing you need to do is just scope out the territory. You know, you need to know what classes to take. You need to understand the offices, the casting offices that are here. Learn the different shows and who's casting it. Mm-hmm. Learn everything about L.A. before you try to go hop into it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel that a lot of actors come here and they think they're going to be Will Smith tomorrow. Right. Or they think they're going to be, the, you know, the next big star. And it's like, it takes time to work up to that. Mm-hmm. So, I personally, if I was in that person's shoes, I would spend as much time getting into training um, getting my casting profiles, of course, LA Casting, Access yeah. Access, Casting Frontier, and build enough for myself so that way when it comes to make a business decision on an agent or manager, you can 
you know, you can hold. You can right. say, look, I, I've done this on my own. Like, this is all my credits. Um, and all I need is an agent or a manager to help take me to the next level. Right. That's, so. that's awesome. Uh, another one here. This is a good one. Um, what's your description of a good headshot? Uh, very character driven. Um, I, you know, I, I talk with a lot of different agents and managers, and they have very different opinions yeah. on headshots. Yeah. Um, I'm very new school. Like, I love headshots that really just draw casting. Because a lot of times, like, actors don't understand that when we submit them, mm-hmm. like a breakdown or whatever, they're on, they're a thumbnail, basically. Right. If that thumbnail doesn't stand out, of course I can pitch you. But that thumbnail is going to help me 100%. So I want to see, you know, a nice coordinated outfit. I love vintage. I love character shots, you know, that are really, you know, necessarily if you're a doctor, mm-hmm. I want to see that. Lawyer, you know, young boyfriend. Anything that's going to really stand out and help me get you out is my favorite. Right. So, so making the job easier for you in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. For sure. Um, and so... Moving forward, I know you got a lot of other things going on, right? Yes. And so I definitely want to touch on some of those things. So tell us about your entrepreneur side and what you have coming up. Okay, so I have the Art of Entrepreneurship 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a series that I started where I do or I sit with a few different clients. Um, not my personal clients, but just clients that signed up. Okay. And we have an intimate session about the business. So I tell them, you know, what's the difference between... You know, studying an LLC versus, you know, a DBA or mm-hmm. just little stuff like that. And then the second session of the course, the show business of Hollywood, which is on June 8th, um, where I go more in depth. Like, okay. this is how the business works from behind the scenes. Uh, this is how you have your material correct. This is what you do if you don't have a reel. This is how you get, you know, credits without an agent or manager, which mm-hmm. is one of my most popular articles. Um, because a lot of times, you know, you come here and you don't have access to those roles. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, agents and managers don't really want to take anyone on unless they have a lot of credits or they have something to show for it. So I said, you know what? You be your own agent and manager. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to know that cash director. You build that solid relationship. And they will keep you in mind. Right. For sure. I'll share just a small example. I have a client that direct messaged one really, really well-known cash director. Um, they built a relationship. They, of course, became friends. Now it's it, he gets the the roles before I do. <laughs> He'll text me and say, "Hey, such and such wants me to read for this upcoming series. It's going to be a recurring guest star. I just let you know before it comes out." Nice. And so it's 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 a blessing having those relationships. Yeah, that's awesome. That's dope. And so uh, you really push your clients to kind of to to take that lead, right? Absolutely. I say, don't wait for me to give you the audition. You need to get it yourself first. Right. Too. For so. sure. And it's a collective effort. It's 50%. So 50% is going to be, of course, me pitching, getting you in the auditions. The other 50% is the relationship that you build as well with your right. casting directors and associates. Right, for sure. Um, so you also have your, your YouTube channel that's that's up and running. So tell us a little bit about what we'll find on that. Absolutely. Um, so I've been battling about doing a YouTube channel because, you know, a lot of industry professionals do so, mm-hmm. and it's usually the same Q&A answers. Right. And so <laughs> I, I dabbled, and I wanted to make it more interactive and inci- exciting for my viewers. So um, I decided to release it. The first video is going to come out tomorrow. Nice. Uh, basically, it's going to be different uh, different scenarios. Okay. So, for instance, you know, 
One of my scenarios is I go to the mall, which is attached to my office, and I find an actor, and I turn them into a commercial actor in 24 hours. Really? So wow. that's one. Okay. Um, I have another segment with one of my clients, which is called How Well Do I Know My Client, uh-huh. uh, where they put a bunch of random things in a jar of what they do, what they like, and such. And so we pull it out, and, I, and they ask me, and I try to answer it. So. Right. Um, it's going to be really fun. I'm also going to have a lot of my industry friends on there to give advice nice. and such to make it interesting because I don't want to be on the camera for an hour just <laughs> rambling. So. Well, that sounds yeah, that sounds pretty amazing. You said it comes out tomorrow. Yes, the first, first episode, episode. twelve p.m. Okay, um, it's not exciting. It's just an introduction to right. the channel. Right, um, but it'll be on my website as well, so that would be great. Okay, perfect. Yes. So, um, and so the with the music side of things, did you have? Um, clients that you already signed yet, or yes, just... uh, yes, I have one producer that I signed. Okay. Um, we're in the process of just creating beats and such. Um, nice. I've had so many submissions that I have to sit down and really listen and go through all of them. But the plan is to have five producers, five singers, five engineers, and just you know create, see what happens, see what it does. Um, okay. I've already personally taken time before I announced this venture. To get to know different labels, indie labels, and right. such, so that way it becomes easy for me to just shop. Right. So, just like my relationships with acting, I did yeah. the same thing with, with that. You know, I got to know cash artists and associates before I went and, got, and took that lead. Right. For sure. Okay. And so, if when a when an actor wants to find an agent or manager, right, and okay. say they pitch themselves to you, what are some of the things that you look for, and some things that kind of turn you off? Um. Things that I look for, of course, is clarity, you know, understand what you're getting into by being in this industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few Snapple facts, I like to call them, where I like to know a little bit about <laughs> yourself. Maybe you can speak Spanish. Maybe you can drive manual. Something cool that makes you stand out from the rest. Okay. Uh, recent credits booked are really nice. So, like, even if it's a, a short film or something, like, just tell me a little bit about that role and how it challenged you and what did you learn. Uh, and the biggest thing is um, a pet peeve of mine is uh, putting random links that are broken in an email. Like, for instance, to their casting profiles and such. Oh, like, okay. I'll get that a lot where I'll get a broken link. And I'm like, okay, can I see your resume? And they'll attach back the link again in the uh, same way. A lot of times that ends up, you know, going to trash. Right. So just making sure that your email uh, makes sense. And also, to if you're going to be sending it to multiple agents and managers at a time, don't put us all in the same email. I know all these people. Oh, my God. Seriously? <laughs> Someone did that last week. Oh, my God. Someone did that last week. And literally every agent that was in that thread collectively said, we're going to pass. <laughs> and replied all to all of us. So I got like eight of those. Oh, my God. So wow. That's, that's insane. The only pet peeve I have is just, you know, definitely make sure your links work. Yeah. Make sure your attachments are okay. And make sure that you don't, you know, put all of us in the email. Right. <laughs> That's great. Some the, some things that actors do really really tickle me, um, but I do want to talk about auditioning too because I know that's a big thing. Obviously, um, it's it is when you're being shown and when you're uh, you as soon as you walk in the door. So I want you to um, kind of talk about auditioning 
and something that'll help people get over that fear of auditioning. Absolutely. I mean, the first thing that I think every actor should know is confidence is infectious. Mm. You know, Um, I think going into the room, regardless of who's in there, how many people look like you, you, you're going there with your head in the game. You know, you're going to deliver it the best way that you can not the best way that you think that cash register think you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell all my actors when they get the sides, I always try to get the script as well so that way they can under- really understand that character. Right. And I allow questions beforehand. So I'll say, what do you think of this character? Or if they have questions about it, then I'll say, this is how I think you should deliver it. Mm. I actually just spent this morning with a client um, helping him with his series regular audition. I said, this is how I think the character should be relayed from what I read in the script. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is uh, very important is when you go into audition is to know the character, what you're going to bring to the table, and what you could do differently. I like to say, you know, I tell my actors, look for those action words that you can really drive home because that's essentially branding. That's right. you're going to be branding your audition. Right. And also just do one hell of a job because not only is my name on the line, but also I want you to be able to go back into that cast director. I right. want that cast director to say, wow, he did such a good job, or she did such a good job, mm-hmm. but she's not right for that one. Let me remember her for this one. Right. And that's happened many a times for me. Right, so, right. And I think I, I remember you uh, posting something about that, um, about creating a relationship with that casting director. And you can go back, you know, if you've been there like three times, four times, that's a good sign. Yes. I mean, it's the, of course we want you to book. Right. But the course. most pure way of building a genuine relationship with a casting director is in that audition room. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to remember you if you do a good job. Right. Because the, before, you know, thinking of booking the job, the first thing is... Uh, booking that mind of that cash director so that way they could say, okay, this person is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Let me call them back consistently. Right. I've had you know specific cash directors call certain clients back, after back, after back, after back. And they end up booking because mm-hmm. that cash director believes so much in them. Right. You know, they're going to suggest my client to the producer, to the network. So I always say, you know, even though actors, you know, it's, it's you're going to have your off days on some of auditions, yeah. but just focus on doing your best and put the idea of booking to the side. Right. Because that's going to sidetrack you. Mm-hmm. So. And a lot of times get you more nervous than what you already are. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And in some roles, like, you know, for recurring guest stars and such, I tell my clients, you know, you better be prepared for right. who's going to be in the room. Of course. The director might be in the room. Um, you might see other celebrities competing against you that are in your age realm. Right. You know, you have to be ready and not let anything sidetrack you. Yeah, that's so true. Um, what's one of the things that you can share um, of how to prepare yourself and to get in the mindset on taking on a role like that? Listen to music. Mm-hmm. I tell, uh, well, I know for me, I can't say it about auditioning because right. I've never auditioned. But right. for me, like, if I'm trying to get if I know I have a lot of competition in a mm. certain realm and I'm trying to get into that mindset, I listen to music. Um, I analyze everything first. Like, if I'm an actor, I'm going to look at the script. I'm going to look at the sides. Right. I'm going to take notes. And I'm going to relate it to something personal in my life so that way I can bring individuality into that room. For sure. Or, and then also, you know, it, it's not the last audition that you're going to have. You're going to have 50 million more. Yeah. You know? So it's like go in there. Give your best performance. Do what you need to do. And once you're done, leave it in the room. Right. You know, because that's usually the ones that you book. 
Mm-hmm. When you leave when it, you in leave there, it, yeah. You versus know. taking it out and worrying about, oh, I could change that word. Like, <laughs> no, it's over. It's already it's done, good. right? So, so like, in a ratio of like a hundred auditions, what would you say like an average actor would book out of a hundred auditions? That's difficult because I have. I, I, okay, so how I raise my clients is I have certain clients that I know that I can be very. Uh, specific with in mm-hmm. auditions because I know they're going to book it. Mm-hmm. So it's a strategy for us as managers and agents. You know, we have clients that, you know, are very key like that. You know, we have some clients that they might take 50 to 65 auditions and they might book one. Yeah. Um, it's really patience is key. And then also just really knowing your client. Right. Like I read every breakdown. I read every script that I can get. And I'm like, okay, is my client absolutely right for this? Because I don't want to waste anyone's time and I don't want my client to feel discouraged. So um, 100 auditions, it's, I, you might have 200, you might have 300 before you see one. Yeah, that one, maybe the, the biggest one that you booked. Like my clients, my client that's on the upcoming Ty Perry project, that's his first series regular. Mm. I mean, his first series regular, his first credit ever. Okay, wow. He's never done any other television. It happens, folks. <laughs> it happens out of nowhere. Yeah. So it's you know, like I said, it's just really keeping your head in the game and don't focus on the number of auditions. Mm-hmm. Just focus on the relationship that you, or the, how many times you've been in for exactly. Project. Yeah, so. that's so true. I'm gonna go and take another one here. Um, they ask, let me see, it's a, oh, this is a good one. Um, producing your own stuff. So this one wasn't about producing your own, uh, materials. What's a good way to get in front of, um, agents and managers? As far as producing your own material and yeah. getting in front of them, um, now it's pretty difficult because I have I'm in the process. I have we have two scripts that we had that we picked up for representation, mm-hmm. um, and it depends on how well liked the script is, or you know, I, I usually say have a couple people read it close to you right. to get feedback, and also instead of sending an email to a manager and agent saying, "Hey, represent this." Ask them if they can have time to review it and see if there's any notes provided. Because I, I, they might read it and say, oh, wow, this is great. It needs a few notes, fix it up, come back for a meeting, and mm-hmm. it will get you out there. Um, I've already started accepting scripts, but we, out of the 30-plus that we received, we chose two. Mm-hmm. Um, and mainly I look for scripts that capture me within the first 20, 20 pages. Right. So if it doesn't capture me in the first 20 pages, I'm... I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, I'll take one more here. Let and so this one talks about... Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> this is a good one. So for reels, uh, they're asking how long should a good reel be and how long do you actually pay attention to them? First 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> if it doesn't draw me in the first 10 seconds, I'm skipping the video. Um, it shouldn't be too long. I mean, eventually, once you become known for your art, you know, a reel doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, very true. pretty much known. Yeah. Uh, I say it should be a solid one minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what I do with my clients is I have them separate into uh, genre clips. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it easier. So, you know, cop clip, you know. 
boyfriend in this uh, girlfriend in this dress clip, right. you know, college kid clip. Right. Um, and if it's a network credit, I always say list the name of the show so that way it's also drawing as well. Of course. But it has to be great acting. And I always say if you're going to use any clips for your reel, it needs to be 100% about you. Right. It needs to be selfish. You do not, and don't have anyone else start your demo reel before you do mm-hmm. as far as in the scene. Mm-hmm. You start right there and then just go for the whole minute. So. Okay, that's dope. Um, I do want to get your opinion on, like, you know, uh, way Hollywood's going right now with diversity. Diversity is in for Ooh. for <laughs> we waited so long now, yes. um, but yeah. So diversity is in, and so how how do you see that switch is um, on your side of things? Um, submitting and breakdowns and all that stuff. How has that changed for you? Um, it's honestly it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I it not is. only look at just television projects, I look at the feature films mm-hmm. and also some of the indies that come out. And I think it's such a tremendous opportunity for diverse talent to really show off their chops. So yeah. uh, I love it. I love, um, I especially love this season. This season, tons of pilots that were coming yeah. out were totally geared towards transgender yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm very huge on the transgender. I have three transgenders under our roster. Nice. I will always stand behind them. So. So right. to be able to see such opportunities and at a series regular level or a recurring guest star level really showed me that this industry is opening up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's dope. I mean, we you have to represent everyone because we are everything, <laughs> right? Absolutely. It's, it's just the way it is. Um, so I'm going to get a little fun segment here, get to know Chris a little bit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right. What is a sound that you love? Um, that's a good one. <laughs> I, honestly, this is weird. Don't judge me. Um, so in school, you know, of course, they used the dry erase markers. Yeah, oh. I love the. No, I'm not. I don't oh. smell them. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I love the sound like when you use like the cap. Oh, okay. Pump. I've always loved that sound. Really? I used to. I used to Take one. Just to open it, close it, open and close it. I love that sound. Wow, that's a first. Okay, uh, a sound okay. that you hate. Smacking. Smacking, like I, like chewing, smacking, or smacking. Like if I'm at a restaurant, I'm trying to tell a story, and I hear you know someone behind me, like that just throws me off, and I'll just forget the story. <laughs> I hate smacking. Have you ever been on like a date and someone smacked in front of you? No, because that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> it wouldn't even went that it, far. It would've, I would have got it. <laughs> okay, um, what's one of your favorite TV shows out now? Oh. Um, I honestly, I love Empire. Mm. Um, I think it's one, one of more my, season. Yeah, one more season. Yeah. I love Empire, um, especially the beginning. I feel like it just really captured with just all the crazy stuff that yeah. was happening. That's that's one of my. Do you think they're gonna bring Jesse back? Um, hope so. You hope so. <laughs> <laughs> they should. I think just a lot of people hope so. I, I know mean, they should. It's, it's just the last to finish one. it out. Right. I mean, he's already one more season. Right. But I know that. Um, Lee is shopping star, so yeah. Uh, hopefully that gets picked up. Yeah, somewhere that would be nice. Own. That's a good show too. That's a good show. Yeah, I agree. Um, what is your favorite smell? Um, that's weird that you say that because actually I collect colognes. Like, really, I, I have like a collection of over twenty something colognes. Wow, so that's my awesome. favorite is YSL. YSL. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. My favorite smell. That's dope. Uh, what is the, your least favorite smell? Gasoline. 
Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I can't stand that. My, my siblings actually love the smell of gas. And I'm like, how? 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 <laughs> it gives me the biggest headache. Like, I hate being at the gas station. I hate, like, in the morning. Like, yeah. you know how when a car starts up? I hate that smell. Wow. <laughs> and Gross. so, what's your favorite food? Uh, pasta. Pasta. Any kind. Any kind of pasta. Yeah. Red sauce, white sauce. White no sauce. <laughs> and French fries. No, French fries. Let me take that back. French fries is my number one. Really? I could eat French fries every day and be fine. Okay. All right. So, actors, bring them some French fries. No. <laughs> I know. Deliver it to 1901. <laughs> right. What, uh, like, where you? Where do you get your favorite, your, your French fries from? You got a place that you like to get them oh, from? Oh, my God. Everywhere. So oh, it just doesn't place, matter. Uh, St. Felix that I go to. Okay. I usually don't judge me. I get the French. <laughs> Fries with the garlic uh, mayonnaise. Garlic, okay. Amazing. Got I it. usually get that. Um, five Guys has great food too. Five, I mean, great yeah. fries too. Yeah. So. Five Guys. Okay. All right. And if you were not doing the profession that you're doing now, what would you be doing? That's a good question. I honestly, I honestly have no idea. Mm. I think management has always been my love. Yeah, okay. I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Like, I wake up every day, and I'm just like, I love this career. Mm. It's something that I'm so passionate about. And just to see how much it's grown, I, I can't imagine, you know, what it will be in 20, 30, 40 years right. from now. So. Right, that's dope. Yeah. Okay. And so I want you to, to name your your favorite actor and your favorite actress. Could be dead or alive. Um, favorite actor um, probably would be Keanu Reeves right now. Mm. Um, I was really impressed with John Wick, but also I'm a huge fan of Speed. Mm. Yeah, that was one Speed. of my favorites. I watched that like Speed was done. That was good. I don't know how many times. I think he's great in that. Actress, um, that's a tough one. Maybe it's probably between Holly. I love Holly, Holly Berry. Uh-huh. Um, and I you know how, who I really like as well. Um, the the girl from Precious. Um, oh, yeah, Gabby. Gabby yeah. Reserve. Yeah. Uh, I love the versatility of how her role was so dark. Yeah. And then she goes to Empire and she plays <laughs> something a little bit yeah. lighter. <laughs> a little bit lighter, so yeah. I love that. I feel like she's going to really blow up. She's going to have a, you know, of course, Empire did great things right. for her. But she's going to have something in her career that's going to really elevate her. No. And two two more two more questions. I'm going to finish up here. Uh, someone that you would love to work with. It used to be Tyler Berry. I used to always say I can't. I, you know, I I grew up watching the plays and uh-huh. stuff, so um, it was kind of surreal once they started having actors work for him. So um, that's so. Tyler Perry was one. Um, I would love to work with Rihanna. Rihanna. Oh, okay. I think Rihanna is a phenomenal artist. Yeah, and she I is. think her mind or her level of business is just so mind blowing. Yeah. She's, I, she's, she's creating an empire. Yeah, she's so. dope. She's definitely dope. And then last but not least. Oh, and Candy Burris, of course. I love Candy, was it? Candy Burris. Oh, okay. She's from the Housewives. I, Housewives. I, I love everything that she does as far as branding and such as well. I don't, you know, I don't care about the TV. But <laughs> for her to do different things. Like, that's like, I love her business mindset. Dope. Um, and last but not least, um, if, if, you were meet, if you were to meet God, what would you want him to say to you? Oh, wow. Good one. That's a good one. Um, I would just want him to be proud of me. Mm. 
If okay. I could hear that, that would be great. Dope. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for joining me thank again you today. For it's been me. great having you on the show. Um, go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you and keep up with you. Absolutely. So, my website is chrisgiovanni.com. Everything Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, chrisgiovanni2eyes. And then, of course, if you Google me, all that great stuff will just be on that page <laughs> to Google. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. And then you can find me everywhere at I am Danny Royce. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you next week same place same time here inside the black actor studio bye-bye guys on behalf of our phl staff we would like to thank you for tuning in to black hollywood live the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture check out our black hollywood live youtube page for even more great programming and amazing content and be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do i'm your bhl host nakia monet and you can find me on all social media at kiki boom boom or at black hollywood live black hollywood live hollywood redefined tv or its owners or principal the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of after buzz tv or its owners or principal